Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Jeremy here asks, how come that stocks are going up and fundamentals are actually deteriorating? This will be in a few days video Facebook update. And if we look at what Mark Zuckerberg says, he says that we are navigating a challenging macro environment and we have seemed to entered an economic downturn. So economic downturn, slowdown, everything. But over the last month, stocks just seem to go up, up and up. And we are 12.3%, 12.58% up in just a month, which is a staggering situation. The stock market is at 4,280 points now as I'm filming this on the 13th of August Saturday morning and if we look at where we are now we are almost where we were at the beginning of the year just 10% down so the bear market is gone the buy the dip guys did really well and now things are back to normal and there is a sense of much more positivity in the market but the numbers the economy the earnings are not that great so what's going on with the discrepancy here let's discuss the earnings then the fundamentals and then explain how and what is the difference between the voting machine on the market and the real investing weighing machine and when it comes to voting and weighing well most investors and the drivers of the market are always voting if you look at the positive index moves over the last year you can see that those are all clustered. The market is either positive for a month or negative for a few weeks. Very negative, negative, then glimpse of positivity. And now we are back to significant positivity over the last month and something. We don't know what will the news be in the future, but you can see how now everything seems to be easing because inflation isn't as high as expected the fed might not push rates higher as it was previously expected and it doesn't really look that bad stocks always go up so everything is fine let's discuss the earnings and then go into the drivers so earnings are out for 85 percent of sap 500 companies and you can see that the market went exuberantly up even faster than earnings growth now earnings have dipped a little bit and the market first reacted sharply and now rebounded so that's normal with the market it always goes above or below let's say the average trend but earnings growth is still to be seen whether it's sustainable or it's just a stimulus after pandemic boom and the market is actually not punishing negative eps surprises so the market is very positive in this earnings period has been very positive despite the negative numbers and if we look at the numbers, actual numbers, if we exclude energy that made a lot of money thanks to inflation and high commodity prices, we see that S&P 500 earnings are actually down for the quarter 3.7%. 
including energy, those are up. But there is a big discrepancy between energy impact growth that has really exploded 100 and more percent in earnings and real company earnings. Plus, companies that have less than 50% revenues in the US are doing much better than those in the US. So there is a challenging macro environment as Zuckerberg said. But if we look at projections, now the growth that was projected at 10% SAP 500 earnings two months ago, now it's already 8.9. So not a big decline, but just 10% slow down a little bit, but still huge growth. And if we look at 2023 expected earnings, again, a slowdown of 1.2 percentage points, but still 8% growth, still all fine. And these numbers look still pretty good, especially when you compare the current 244 for 2023 with the, let's say, bottom here at 3,666. That was a price earnings ratio, forward price earnings ratio of below 15 and that is then what makes the market cheap and probably also one of the drivers here for the reaction and the 16% jump in two months. Really staggering. And then if we look at the May 2022 projections, we can see that those were also positive, but there is not a big difference in these projections. So all is well, still all well with the market, with the fundamentals, with the projections. And this then compared to the fundamentals looks oversold. And now you see this small rebound. But Michael Barry says that this rebound of 22% for the Nasdaq is typical for the next 40-50% downside crash. We'll see what happens. I think that there is a possibility, it all depends on the Fed, of course, there is a possibility that we see the S&P 500 at 8,000 points in five years if the Fed says, okay, we let inflation loose, we stimulate, continue to stimulate, and simply everything in nominal value explodes real assets businesses. So that's also a possibility. But there is also, if they really push the hammer down, it's also a possibility that we see a crash of 50%. So I would say the but more likely to go to 8,000 than to 2,000, but you never know. Perhaps we'll first see 2,000, then 8,000. Impossible to predict. We have to be ready for anything. Because when it comes to investing, everything is off the... 10-year treasury. And when the Fed hiked as crazy and interest rates just went up, so from the end of 2021 till June 15, so June 15 was the peak, June 14, and then, okay, 3.5 for the 10-year treasury, and then it's subdued to 2.7, now we are 2.87. And if you compare that with the bottom of the market, so when interest rates peaked, that was also the bottom of the market. As interest rates went down, then the market also went up. This means that the market is not expecting crazy things with interest rates, stability at around 2%. And at that level, let's say the market is not valued fairly at 3,600, but around 4,000, maybe even to the previous level. So 
all looks well, stability looks that it has been reached, inflation forecasts and expectations have been subdued, less hikes by the Fed, more money into the system, everything good. That is the mantra that has been driving the market for the last two months. But inflation cools down, yeah, great news. And that's also a voting machine of the market. The market focuses on the cool down, but if you look at inflation, it's still 8.5%. It's still extremely higher than usual. And we don't know whether it will stabilize at 7, at 9. These are still huge numbers. And the market might be, over, again, overreacting into the easiness and the coolness now. Maybe it's not that bad. Buy the dip. Works 16% up. All well. But... Then again, you never know. If you go and weigh things, you look at the fundamentals, you look at the S&P 500 dividend, it is at 1.7%. So it's not something crazy high. This is the fundamental. And even compared with the treasury now at 2.73%, it is, let's say, still pretty exuberant. But nobody cares about this. The economy, the long-term economy, the currency, demographics, education, productivity, nobody cares because stocks always go up. Owning stocks for 10 years rarely loses money in the past 70, 80 years. Some losses here, some losses there, but loses money in what way? in a nominal or a real way. That's extremely important to understand. If we check the S&P 500 inflation adjusted, so this is the stocks always go up chart. If you adjust it for inflation, you can see that there have been periods with 30 years of going nowhere, 1929, 1956, 1956 to 1985, long periods of going nowhere, 2000 to 2013. And if the market keeps going down a little bit, it might even be a 20 period of nothing inflation adjusted. So that's very important to think. Yes, stocks always go up, but Real returns and nominal returns are also something to think about. Plus, if you look at the economy, the fundamentals are terrible for most developed countries. So the expectation is that the US and other countries will continue borrowing 5% of their GDP forever. And then that will be increasing to 6-7%. Federal debt to GDP will just keep on growing and that is based on good real GDP numbers, positive, no recession, nothing, stable headline inflation of 2% and treasuries around 3% to keep the system stable. I bet there will not be this stability in the future but that will then change everything. And therefore, you see now, if you look at the market, you see this kind of, okay, now it's stable. But when it comes to market moves, what you can be sure of are shocks. The market will move in quick, fast shocks over the next 10 years. So that's also something to be ready for. There was a small shock, but not that enough. We are already now cool over the last year. So when it comes to investing now, weigh what you own, what's the dividend yield, what's the growth, what can be done there, what happens if this inflationary environment continues, if not, how am I protected? Maybe the times of stocks just going up forever 
are gone and for the next 10, 20 years, it will be about real weighing and investing. We'll do free updates on our YouTube portfolio that is always educational. So you can always see how that investing works and perhaps find value for yourself. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.